Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Are you listening? Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and you are tuned in to the Black Married and Debt-Free Podcast. All right, well, uh, what's going on, everybody? Um, my name is Marcus. I'm here with my lovely wife. Shira. And we together uh, have created a platform, Black Married and Debt-Free, where we um, kind of just outline and document how we were able to pay off our debts in 2017, um, 6K, or not 6K, six-figure debt in 2017 and how we've just been building wealth since then so uh we're glad to be on the podcast with uh, you both thanks for having us on right right so let's let's start let's go back to 2017 like how did you guys get to a point um that you said it's time to tackle our debt like what what how did you get there yeah, so, well, 2017, that was the finale. So right. that's when we paid off okay, everything. Yeah. But okay, about about two and a half years prior, we just had hit a, um, a low financial spot. Like, money was tight. We had a new baby. And right. just, it just, we had more money than we had money. Yeah. And so um, after we discovered that, we made some changes and some of those changes look like me re-entering the workforce uh, Marcus got a new job he started an online business um, we were able to eliminate the need for child care which saved us like a thousand dollars per month and so right. um, we we're able to get our income up and so we said you know let's focus in on the debt and let's just knock let's knock that out and so that's what we did in about two and a half years of focusing on debt elimination we were able to pay off all of our debts which included a student loan um, credit cards and then at the time we had purchased a condo so we paid our condo off right and for full transparency um, like when we first got married I was like in charge of the finances I guess you could say (laughs) and so I didn't do a great job of managing things man like my mentality was like, oh, I could always get another job to to address any deficiencies, right? So, right. Yeah. He like, tried too. He had two full time jobs. Yeah. That didn't last long. Yeah, that yeah, like <laughs> was it so you just had the mindset that I can increase my income instead right. of managing instead of addressing. My yeah. Okay. Because I always felt like if Shar wanted something for me to say no, then that's gonna be a bigger conversation. Like, mm-hmm. well, how that's come a- like that'll I know what you mean, man. It's it's a tough thing because, you know, we want to be able just to be able, whatever you want. I got you. New car? Got you. Right. Got you. Oh, you want this bed? Okay. Got you. That's what we want to do. So I I, I feel that. So you guys, it took you, you said two years to pay it off? Two and a half years. Two and a half. A little over two years. Right. So how did you guys kind of develop a plan? Was it... You know the the books or was it prior Maybe. education or oh, we had that we were still broke yeah, <laughs> it, yeah it, was, it was just like we knew okay th- we're, our backs were against the wall like 
So uh, I, I was speaking with a friend of mine and one time and we were just sharing like, it took that rock bottom moment for me to realize. Cause we all, like I said, I always knew we're not in the greatest place financially. Like I knew that at some point we had to figure something out. People talk about retiring and, and I knew, man, I'm not even putting away for retirement. But I, in my mind, I was like, it'll all work itself out, you know? Yeah. So if, if, if we wouldn't hit that rock bottom, which was me getting two full-time jobs, realizing I couldn't do it and having to drop one. And when I dropped that one, then it was like Shire wasn't working because we had our son. So it was like, okay, we literally have this much coming in a month and way more going out. So we right. got to do something. So it took that for us to be like, okay, we have to do it. So once we, we, we realized, hey, we got to do something, we, that's when we started the process and uh, it, it wasn't, we didn't really know how, you know, we just kind of organically did it. We started paying off uh, the smallest debt, then we kept rolling it over to the next debt, you know. Well, let me rewind a little yeah. bit because when we say that we, we really didn't have enough money to pay our bills, we really did. So we didn't start doing the debt elimination right. until we had to increase our income in right. order to right. do that. So when we first got married, um, back in 2007, we had a relative um, come to come over to our house and say, you need life insurance. And I want you to, uh, I want to sign you up for this little savings. You know, you can start, investment account. you can start, you know, start an investment right. account. We just kind of want it to be nice. Cause here we are 21 years old at, you know, back in 07, we're thinking we ain't going to die. We don't, right. we don't need life insurance. We ain't got no kids, hey. we, you know? Right. Yes. And so, um, Anyway, so we just signed up for it anyway. So we signed up for life insurance and then we opened up this investment account. We we're only putting like, I don't know, like $25 in it a month. So when we hit our rock bottom, we didn't have any emergency savings. We weren't being responsible. Um, but we remembered that we were putting $25 into this investment account. And unfortunately, we had to do what we had to do. We had to cash that out. And so when we cashed it out, it was actually a couple of thousand dollars. And so what we did to keep ourselves afloat was we, we paid some bills in advance. Mm -hmm. And so that bought us some time to like really figure out what we were going to do. Yeah. And so, so that bought us some time. And so I can give a little bit more detail as to what we did because I did mention some of it earlier. So I found a job. I, I found a job on Craigslist. I re-entered the <laughs> workforce got pregnant again oh well anyway <laughs> into the world. Right. um marcus he's a musician right he, he found a gig at a church you know right. so that brought in a little bit you know then he found another job so he had another better full-time job right. and um we work we work off shifts so he's now he's working at working night nights. i'm working in a day you know and so um because he works nights it allowed him to be home with our with our children and right. so that saved us some money and so like we really reached this point to where it was like man we were doing bad but now we got a little bit of money you know yeah. we got a little bit of, you know so what we gonna do you know so we were like do we want to get a car do we want you know what we gonna do <laughs> right, you know yeah. we we're just like uh, uh let's just let's just pay this debt off and so our strategy was well shara you re-entered the workforce Marcus, he done got a new job, you know? So what we did was we took uh, one of our incomes and we put that on the, on to the debt. 
So okay. each month we knew where the money was going. I didn't have to sit down and like make a new budget every month because we already had talked about it. The money right. is gone. It's already set aside. It already had a purpose. And so for us, two and a half years is relatively a short time frame um, just to be able to, to knock out this debt, which at that time did include a home mortgage. So we did it. You know, if it would have taken us 10 years or 15 years to pay off our debt, we probably would have chosen a different strategy. But for us, you know, it was a relatively short amount of time. So we just, we just buckled down and did it. All right. So what, what would be, I don't, without giving away all of, you know, the secrets, mm -hmm. but like, what do you think, or when do you think couples or, you know, new managers should focus on debt like should it be the first thing they focus on like should it be you know like when should because like okay we've been married going on three years now so is now the time we should start hey let's let's be smart or are we too late are we you know what i'm saying like where we at you know so that's a great question we're probably gonna <laughs> give you two different answers yeah. so I'll <laughs> well for me um i think it's as soon as you realize the sooner you realize that you need to make a change. And we get that unction, like, you know, we, we in church, you know, we use those words. So as you get that unction, like, man, maybe we should do something different. I think then, then is the time. Uh, for us, we kind of just had blinders on, you know, so we didn't get that realization until the rock bottom. But if you could do it before the rock bottom comes, then that's that's the, the best course of action. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's kind of the advice I would give, but it's never, for sure, it's never too late. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's never too late to start saying, okay, well, now let's let's change this thing and, and uh, really start building that financial literacy and, and implementing it into our situation. Right. And I think of uh, that, you know, the hashtag people say the couple's goals. So part of your couple's goals, you should have a plan um, for the future. You know, we got married really young. We married at, we were 21 years old. We didn't have no plan. You know, we didn't have any goals. We just wanted to get married, you know? And so... As we got older and we started to have children, it's like, we need a plan, you know? And Yeah, that literally sounds like us right now. Like, <laughs> we got married literally 22, 23, and now it's like, okay, we have kids. We need a plan. Like, it's time for the next step. Yeah. yeah, and it can be a long-term plan, you know, and your plan doesn't have to look like our plan. It doesn't have to look like someone else's plan. You know, a lot of people on IG, they like to do flossing, you know, they like to floss. Right. We put out a lot of tips, you know, but we don't do a lot of flossing, you know, so don't, don't get caught up in what other people are doing. But if debt elimination is a goal, or maybe your goal is, you know, you want to save for a house, or you want to start saving for your kids' education, or whatever it may be, you know, you just establish those goals and then come up with a few steps that'll take you um, a little closer to to completing it. Right. So I know you said at first you used to manage the money. So did we switch roles there or is it like a joint effort now? Or? Yeah, now it's definitely a, it's definitely a joint effort. Um, you know, growing up, man, um, especially like growing up in church, it's like this, this, this thing is like the man is a covering. And, right, and, right. and so I kind of took that like, well, I'm going to be in charge of the, of the finances and um, <laughs> I see you laughing already. It was like, I'm going to be in charge of the finances and, you know, we're kind of going to go by how I, how I shape and, and, and drive the drive the car, so to speak. But then, you know, like, man, we can't, I, I realized early, like I can't mirror the marriage that like my aunts and uncles or my grandparents had or the OGs that I looked to like, 
this is 2020 and and it's different now you know so it's more of a joint effort you know the the fellas i never saw my dad change a diaper i changed so many diapers with my kids Facts. you know what I'm it's a yeah. whole different world it's now. a different era yeah we can cook <laughs> now we, we do everything it's like exactly. And so the roles have changed so much. Exactly. So I finally realized that <laughs> she's the smart one. I'm not even gonna front. Like she's the brains of the operation. So it's just kind of putting aside that ego thing. So I was able to do that. And since then, it's been a joint effort, and it's been beautiful. You know, it's more transparency. Um, you know, we, we we get questions. Should should we have two separate accounts? And da da da. Should our money be separate? And you know, we always say we advise like against that you know it's good to kind of put things together just to create that transparency now you can have your own aside from your main accounts but right. you want to have some uh, something together something together right. you know it, it just it, it, it just has worked out well for us and when you were talking i was thinking we went to marital can- counseling they did not talk about finances oh yeah they didn't, yeah. They didn't they talk about that. it and <laughs> they, they i usually I, skip that <laughs> right and i mean he was the pastor's grandson and my pastor and his pastor were friends. And I just think that your grandpa was so happy someone wanted to marry you. <laughs> and they right. just kind of let us off. I'm, just, yeah. I'm playing, but I think they just kind of let us off easy. Like, yeah. All right. Which is a whole nother conversation. Oh, Maybe yeah. we should consider going to licensed counselors instead of, right. hey, let pastors yeah, pass. Yeah, let yeah. pastors, yeah. I think That's we, we put too much on them, but yeah. Especially right. when they're family. Right. I understand. <laughs> what up, y'all? It's your boy, Kevin, on stage, and I want to tell you about Black Married and Debt Free, okay? They're a couple that paid off $110,000 in debt in 2017, and now they want to educate and inspire millennial couples to do the same. So what I want y'all to do is subscribe to their page. Go on YouTube. To go on Instagram and get the following going at Black Mary Debt Free. It's everywhere, all right? So if y'all don't want to be broke no more, you want to be debt free in victory, then go follow them, Google them, look them up, and see what they're talking about because don't nobody want to be broke. You feel me? Yeah, I think for us, the reason I wanted to talk to you guys because. We had this moment, well, I had this moment where I realized that I was making so much more money than people around me, but yet they were in a better financial space as far as credit, investments, um, actual assets they had, and I could not see my money. Like, I knew we were making money. Like, I'm a musician too, so I'm making the 200 here, 300 there. It's coming in, cash every day. Uh, I work too. She works. So the money's coming in. They were like, wait, where's it going? (laughs) Like, I mean, you can't see going out to eat. You can't see um, some of the stuff we buy, you know? So it just hit me one day like, what are we doing? We literally just throwing away money. So I've been on this journey during this um, pandemic, really kind of stopping and researching and learning so yeah that's that that's deep and uh it's funny because we have conversations like without knowing exactly what others are making we're surrounded by high income earners like family mm-hmm. uh, friends and we do okay you know but it's not like what you make is what i like to say it's what you can keep and you keep, it's, yeah. it's great that you put that uh you said you're kind of having that awakening like I, I like to Shar came up with this saying, but I really like it. There's a saying out 
uh, assets over uh, liabilities, which is a liability right. is just like things that cost you money, your car, right. things you have to maintain, you know, think credit, you know, things that you have to, you get on credit. And so Shire came up with this assets over income. And I said, man, I really like that because high income <laughs> is great, but the assets are the things that you can pass down. I can't pass right. down when I make hundred K a year. There's nothing they can do with that. So I have to transfer that into assets. Or assets or yeah, things that I could pass down. So that's kind of the phase that I'm into, uh, uh, JT. So I think that that's really dope. And, and the fact that you're seeing that and like, okay, well, let me change some things. I mean, you're already right. on the right track. You know what I mean? So I think that that's, that's great. Man. Right. So what what products do you guys have? What, what do you guys offer? I know you like pretty much financial coaches now, but like, what, what do you guys have for, you know, a couple like us or any couple that's like, it's time to make the next step? Like, what do you guys offer? Yeah, well, we can start with the coaching because I think um, after we were able to pay off our debt, um, it really became important. It was very liberating for us. It was a really great experience. And if we could um, help other folks or partner with other folks to do the same, that was that just became really important to us. So I went through a coaching program here in California through a prominent university here, um, UC Davis. And so I went and got a coaching certification. So we kind of paired that with our knowledge and experience in paying off debt to partner with couples to do the same. We work with some singles too. Um, and so, from other other than the coaching, we have um, a master class. It's called um, "Get Out of Debt and Start Building Wealth." So it's about an hour and a half of on-demand content, and then part of that is a coaching um, call with us. So I think the biggest value of purchasing the class is that one-on-one -on -one time that um, you get with us. And so the class is part debt elimination and then also as asset acquisition. Um, because one of the things that we did as we were uh, paying off debt, we started researching real estate. And so as soon as we became debt-free, the very next year we um, acquired two rental properties. And so that is just really important that we also talk about real estate. That's one of our passions as well. Right. Do you guys yeah. think that? Oh, you can go. Oh, go. Go ahead, JT. Do you guys think that? Because uh, you know, rental properties have increased in popularity. Uh, a lot of people want to get into real estate, but I think you have to be the right type of person. So, do you think that that's an asset that everybody should have, regardless? Like, you should have property, or is it for a certain type of person? Yeah. So there are three main ways that you can build wealth. One is through investing into the market. Another is through starting a business. And then the other is real estate. I mean, when you look at folks that are um, doing really well, those are the three means that they've used to acquire their wealth. And so um, real estate, there are many ways to get into real estate. We're not flippers. We live in California and we can't afford to buy a thing here, which is, <laughs> which is why we invest um, out of state. And we do it with children. And as Marcus was hinting earlier about um, assets being more important than income, we are by no definition high income earners. Not here. So, um, <laughs> so one of the things with real estate, like I was saying, there are many ways that you can 
you can, there are many doors. Um, so we're not flippers. We are buy and hold investors. And we have a property management company that does all the heavy lifting. That does all the heavy all right. lifting. They collect the rents, they boom, stick it into our account. Um, if there is a need uh, with a property, if a toilet overflows or, you know, things have happened and they will happen, right. um, we just have a really great property manager and they oversee all of that. So we don't have to deal with the, the heartache of what it could be. Right. Um, so it just depends. And I think uh, for individuals who want to get into real estate, but like don't necessarily want to deal with a brick and mortar building, you can invest in real estate through the stock market mm -hmm. by investing in what's called REITs, uh, R-E-I-T, it's, it's called a real estate investment trust. And pretty much you're like, it's like, you think of it like crowdfunding for someone who, um, uh, or a company that has a bunch of different income producing real estate. You're just right. getting in on it with them and, and getting your, you know, getting the, the increase with, with that. So that is another easy way. So there's there's multiple ways, but I definitely think, even if it's just owning your own home. Yes. I, you know, right. <laughs> JT, you've been studying like redlining and, and all the different ways. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that they've been trying to keep us from owning real estate, you know, and I feel like it's like a, a this dark secret and, and, and it's the renaissance is we're starting to be like, you know what? We need to own something. So we're, we're starting right. to get so I think it's very important to own some type of land, property, something. Something. You know what I mean? Even right. if it's just your primary residence. Mm -hmm. I mean, that when they talk about the wealth gap, that's that's that's, that's, that's a home. Yeah. <laughs> you need a to home, own a man. home. Got to own a home, right? You know. So hopefully that's you know in folks' long term plan. I think real estate can be for anyone. Like if right. you don't want to deal with the day to day hassle, get a property manager. I mean, I think it has become a hot topic, and I think that. Um, we don't want to get caught up in some folks' story. I own all these doors, and I'm convinced that some yeah. people are counting every door in their home. <laughs> they right. closet yeah. doors, they Everything, count bathroom yeah. doors. They right. own all these doors. Really, really. Right. Um, I just need to say that, but um, <laughs> you know, but we're parents. We're real people. We 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 still work a nine to five, and thank God for it. Um, right. And so it's it's definitely possible. Yeah. Right. So, what what is the goal for you guys? Is it to be, um, is it to be wealthy? Is it to be like rich as you know what, what people would consider rich? Like, what is the goal? Because so many people go into finances not even knowing what they want. Like, mm -hmm. they say they want wealth, but then they really saying, "I want liquid money. I want to be able to, like you said, floss." But you know, do you have assets to pass down? Do you have, you know? So, what what is the goal for you guys? Yeah, I think that one thing we want to um, make clear is that we're not chasing money. We don't even talk about money that often, you know. Um, that's 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 a shallow life to live. Right. And um, I think that when you have these money conversations, as soon as you have them and you have a plan, then you just you just work your plan and you go about your life. Um, for real estate, you know, that is one of our passions, and so. Marcus, he had an idea. He wanted to get a property. And I'm just like, you moving too fast for me. <laughs> um, let me think about this, you know, but um, I think that in a marriage, a marriage is a partnership and I, right. I, I need to honor his vision and, and vice versa. And so 
um, we've decided we want to acquire more properties and we've, we sat down and we developed a 10-year plan for the way that we plan to pursue it long-term. And so I think our future plan consists of acquiring more rental properties and we have a plan to do that, a long-term plan, because one property is not going to change your life. And I try to be very clear with people when I'm having these one-on-one interactions, I want to get a property. That's great. Um, but that one property is not going to change your life. But if you have a couple, then, you know, no, yeah, it's yeah. a little bit yeah. better, you know? So we have a long-term plan for our real estate um, business. And then we also invest quite a bit of our income into the stock market each month. So do you want to add to that? Yeah, uh, and I could be out by myself on this one, Shire, but they see I'm trying to I'm trying to come off this job, man. That's oh, yeah, that yeah. is like what maybe you consider that a short term goal. But right. yeah. I want to yeah. retire early, man. Uh, it's like Shire said, it's not about the money; it's just about having the freedom and the options to do what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's that's my short term goal. And I think through the the plan that me and Shire uh, have uh, kind of come up with. We're going to use real estate to be able to accelerate that. Mm -hmm. And so it's just kind of a beautiful thing because the short term goal is to retire for me, maybe for Shire. I'm Shire's more of a career person. So, but we're going to use real estate to do that. And so what we're doing is we're creating something to pass down for our kids organically. It's just, it kind of like fulfills, fulfills all of those different goals because the goal is not to just, you know, live for myself, but also to be able to pass something down. So we'll be able to knock all those things out. By, by implementing this strategy. So that's kind of our long-term uh, thing. It's like, man, I want to be able to be there for my kids while they're still living at home without always having to work, work, work. And then when I leave here, leave this earth, I want to have something for them that they can have options, you know, and, mm-hmm. and not have to get it from the mud or start from the bottom. Kind start of like from, scratch. from scratch. Yeah. That's yeah. what a lot of us have to do. Every generation starts from scratch because yes. the parents, you know, they're, they're leaving a legacy in the life that they lived and the love that they've given. But yeah, um, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, man. So let's see. Oh, I asked all my stuff. It's probably not really about investing, but you said that you watch the kids in the daytime. Marcus watched the kids in the yeah. daytime? Yeah. Yes. So, so how, how did that go? <laughs> like, you guys took turns? You know, it's really interesting, man. Like, <laughs> I think about it, like, I literally, my, so our daughter is five mm-hmm. and Her. my son is seven. And I pretty much watched them from birth, my daughter for sure, from birth till. You know, she's in going to kindergarten yeah. now. So right. it's it was it's been a, a great experience, something that I can years from now probably look back and be like, Yeah, that was special. Yeah. But in the moment, you know, it's 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 a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I work in childcare, so that's why I was asking, like, yeah, usually a lot of our parents stay home. Our our moms stay home. So right. I was yeah. like, Oh, I need to ask them about how did that go? Like <laughs> Yeah. Right. And in our daughter, um, she did homeschool for her transitional kindergarten, and so he even did homeschool with her. Really? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's nice. He did wow. good, too. It's, it's been an experience. I feel like they're they're great kids because, like, so I work nights, but I'm, I'm home at about 3 a.m., so it's still, like, you know, still dark out, and so I, I would sleep, like, I was, my thing is, like, if I could just get to sleep until 9, 9-ish, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I was wondering, how did you sleep? Like, yeah, that's what I was 
trying to figure yeah, out yeah. Yeah. Don't get yeah. much sleep. yeah so Shara would like set up the breakfast so the kids would know to just go and get it out of the fridge and don't wake up daddy you know let him kind of get us some so it's like been a whole family effort and so you know the kids have been great they, they made my job easier but uh it's, it's it, it's been interesting but it's been a blessing because we were able to save so much like yeah. we talk about this that was crucial child care and, and cutting down child care was crucial oh, yeah. to us being able to pay off the debt because if we were paying a thousand dollars a month child care on a discount payments right i know definitely um so also i think you guys mentioned that you believe that you should have at least one joint account versus separate accounts is that more for accountability like to hold each other accountable or is it just to always know what you guys have because some people i see some people talk about it to hold each other accountable then some people go about it saying oh we just know what we have yeah, I'm not holding him accountable. He's grown. <laughs> I'm not holding him accountable. She says, uh, she says that now. <laughs> um, okay. So, that's a good oh, question. That is. That's a great question. I mean, we have what? We have account together. That's like our, our bills. Like, you know, my income goes in there. His income goes in there. And the bills come out, you know. Um, and together, we came up with the specific dollar amount that we could spend each week and that would kind of be like our allowance so like <laughs> i'm home now i'm working from home but like i would go into work every week and you know some days i would have to bring lunch because i knew i had thirty dollars thirty dollars for the week that's it i need to up that a little bit no <laughs> we, we, need, we brought it down because it used to be more yeah. But we brought it down. We had thirty dollars, so I'm I'm sticking to my thirty dollars. I'm trusting that he's sticking his thirty dollars. That it is what it is. It don't have right. to be thirty dollars. Yeah. Be whatever you all decide. But I once you have that agreement, I'm not like spying on him. He's not right. spying on me. If he goes over a couple of dollars, or if I go over a couple of dollars, eh, this is a yeah, double. Right. You'll be okay, you know. Um, so we have that, and we have an. Um, an emergency fund that is separate from our regular bill. So we keep that money in a money market account. And then we got this other account that is kind of like our, um, our goal, our dream account that has money in it. And he pretty much oversees that one. Is that the hustle? <laughs> the hustle. Account. Oh yeah. Cause, cause we have some goals <laughs> this year. So, <laughs> and, uh, but it, what is cool though, is that we have access to all of them, you know what I mean? So we could, right. we're, we're all under one platform. We could see them and da da da. So I think that's cool. Um, now you may want different couples may say, well, I, I definitely want something on the side because one struggle we have is like, okay, so if I want to bless you, not bless you, but if I want to get you a gift, <laughs> that's right? what I was trying to say. Right. You know what I'm saying? If I want to get her a new ring or something and she sees X amount has gone from the account, then the... Yeah, the it's, right, yeah. It's yeah. You know? yeah. This is an ongoing conversation. He keeps talking about this imaginary ring. <laughs> <laughs> right. Where's the ring? Yeah, okay. right. <laughs> You're <laughs> but, uh, right, like, yeah. It's time for upgrade. Yeah. It's been about 13 years. <laughs> but, you know, for... <laughs> Throwing it out there. You know? yeah. <laughs> But for us, the joint account, that, yeah, for us, the joint account thing has worked, and I think transparency is a part of it. It's, it's unspoken, but right. it does keep you accountable. Because if I just had an account all to myself, it, it just like 
you have, you know, we believe that in marriage, you should try to bring as much together as possible. Right. Because this makes everything better. If you, everybody got their own thing and it's easier for when somebody make you mad, be like, well, I got my own thing on the side anyway. I'm gonna just, you know, yeah. you know, you kind of like, <laughs> yeah, right. you know, more interdependence instead of right. independence. So. Gotcha. Cool. This is my last question. Do you guys have a strict budget? Like, are you the type of people that we watch on TV that every single cent is counted for? Or is it more fluid? Because I know some people who, you know, are financial coaches. To me, they're, it's like so overboard. Like, I don't even want to get involved because I'm like, I don't want to live like that. Like, exactly. I want to be smart, but I don't want to be like that. Yeah. Like, Strict up, like a yeah. diet. Like, yeah, I fail like, every diet. Like, uh, <laughs> we don't have time for that. Right. Basically, you want to develop healthy habits. And so a budget, like we have a budget, like a budget. In the technical sense. In the technical sense. But like, it goes back to like our spending. So I had $30 a week to buy what I want, but then we also have like entertainment money. So we just have, we have guidelines, right? And we stay within our guidelines, but we don't sit there and give every single penny. No, no, no. Because we don't, we choose not to live like that. You don't have to, because we paid off all of our debt. We have rental properties. We're doing the things that we want to do and we don't live like that. So it's like, have a, um, a plan for your money. Um, have goals and make sure that your behaviors are in support of those financial goals. Um, and when we coach people, we don't ask people their income. Someone else's income is none of my business. So as their coach, I want to help them do things that are going to move them forward. Me knowing how much money they make every month is not really helping to move them forward. That's just me being nosy. So I know that some financial coaches will do that, but in coaching, the person is supposed to do the work. It's not my responsibility as a coach to do the work for you. The work includes you looking at what's coming in and what's going out and you making the parameters that you feel comfortable with. So some people say they're coaches that have no formal training in coaching. Mm. And that's just the bottom line. I mean, there's not a legal definition. There's anyway, I'm not going to go into all of that. (laughs) Um, I'm not going to go into all that. But, you know, I, I think that it's good to work with a coach, you know, but but really, if you're working with a coach, the responsibility of the work belongs on the person that's working with the coach. It's like having a gym membership. Uh, like, right. I have a gym membership. But if you don't take yo behind to the gym, yeah. you know, you're not going to see the results that you desire. So, no, we don't sit there and penny pinch and nag over every little thing. We just have certain money for certain purposes. And then we just do our best to stay yeah, with do your best those to stay Gotcha. We definitely show each other grace too. I think when you hear budget, there's no grace involved. Yeah. I, like, I busted my budget. Bust my budget. I'm Calm down. down. Calm down. Right. You can make it back. Yeah. Yeah. Next month or you know, month. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, but when you're first getting started, like what I tell people, I don't say start with a budget. I say start with a cash flow statement. And a cash flow statement is this listing all of your income. And then all of your expenses, just listing them out. Don't say what you're going to do. You don't right. know what you're going to do yet. Put them out. Yeah. <laughs> just, just list them and just look at it and see, you know, what are things you're happy about? You know, what are what are things you would like to change? Like, don't go right into making a budget. Just do a cash flow statement. See what's coming in. See what's going out. What new um, awareness, what new knowledge um, are you 
experiencing now that you're just looking at the information and then you can go forward and making a plan. I think if you're getting started, you want to, you do want to build a, a budget, but it doesn't have to be so restrictive. And, and right. that's the, I think that's the biggest thing that helped us too. It's like, when you finally see it on paper, it's like, like it's, you spoke to that too, JT. It's like, I'm getting this money, but I really can't really tell you where it's going. I just know that. Yeah, that was tough for me, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's when I did that, I was like, man, okay, so I spent this much on Starbucks? Dang. Right. <laughs> Don't, go <laughs> Don't go there. Don't go there. So that that will help you. And it, it, what it will do is it will help you change your taste. Mm -hmm. right. You're like, dang, I don't want to do that no more. So now the whole being on a rigid budget is not necessary. And so right. you're able to live your life because like I'm still doing what I want. I just don't want to spend fifty dollars. Right. I'm spend thirty now. You know. Right. right. And another thing that we do is we are investing in our four hundred three bs and our four hundred one ks to. Um, through our jobs. So when I get my check, I don't, I make sure that I'm taking care of me first. He's making sure he's taking care of him first so we can take care of us later on down the line. So my check is sub substantially smaller than it would be if I were to just take everything, you know, so, you know, tap into those 401k. I mean, do the research on your 401k and yeah. your job, but make sure that you are um, investing first so that you can feel good if you do spend maybe a little bit more than you wanted to spend because you know that you've already taken care of you first. Right. So, look, in closing, I need you guys to tell us, you know, what you got, where to find you. I know you got the podcast, the YouTube, the Insta. So let everybody know how they can get in contact with you. And well, first of all, we want to thank you guys for having us uh, on the, oh, the podcast. Thank you guys. Thank really you guys. Yeah, man. Absolutely. So um, you can find uh, our content on YouTube. You can type in Black Married and Debt Free. You can find we have over like 100 videos, I believe, on YouTube where we're just kind of talking about uh, giving tips about, you know, financial tips, financial literacy. And we do it kind of in a fun way. And then you can also check out our podcast available anywhere you get podcasts after you you know, li done listening to Pillow Talk podcast. Right. Switch over to uh, a Black Mary Death Free podcast. And, Is it uh, weekly? Y'all every week? Yeah. Yeah, okay, we drop cool. every uh, at Friday at midnight. So for your cool. Friday morning commute, you can turn that Thursday. on. Thursday. Right. Yeah. Thursday at midnight, Friday midnight. I don't know. Well, anyway, Friday morning is yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah, it's there on Friday morning, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. And, and then you can check out our master class if you're uh, interested in learning more. We did a deep dive on how we, uh, the strategies we use to get out of debt and that we're currently using to build wealth. So you can find that on our Instagram. Okay. Uh, yeah, go to our Instagram and it's right in our link in our description and you can tap into the master class and everything. Right. Everything. Cool. Look, guys, we appreciate you guys for yes, taking nice. out Sunday for us. I know you guys are extremely busy, so I was glad that you had time. Like, we're talking, so. Absolutely. Anytime. We got to do this again. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we got yeah. To, yeah. Yo, so we hope you guys enjoyed that podcast episode. We hope that we said something that you can take away and apply. We are here to inform and to inspire. So do us a huge favor and don't forget to rate this podcast five stars on whatever platform you're streaming us. And if you want to become a supporter of the Black Merit and Death Free podcast, you can do so by clicking on the link below. That's it for now. Till next time. I'll let you guys later.